You're listening to the Channel Mastery Podcast, where business leaders in outdoor recreation learn what's working today to reach, engage, and convert their target audiences on the channels they prefer. My name is Kristen Carpenter, and I'm your host and the founder of Verity Brand Communications, the presenting sponsor of Channel Mastery. Tune in every week here on Channel Mastery to learn how to earn your consumer's attention and how to build the all-important emotional connection to your specialty brand. Thanks for listening and subscribe today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast. I have a guest today who I am just delighted to share with you. Please allow me to welcome Steve Lee. He is the president of U.S. Sales at Hot Chilies, and Hot Chilies was one of my company, Verity Brand Communications, founding clients. We're turning 22 next year, Verity is. So, Steve, you and I have been through a lot. We haven't worked together that entire time. We've been friends that whole time, and I'm just so excited to have you on the program to talk about a lot that you're seeing in the winter sport facet of outdoor recreation. Welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you here. Great to be here. Thanks, Kristen. So I want to just start by having you give a little bit of your career background and kind of what led you to Hot Chilies. Uh, I think it sets up the conversation nicely because you've worked in a lot of different roles there. Well, I, I came to Hot Chilies back in 1988, okay? And this is a brand that started in 85. So I was there in the early years. And I was really drawn back to this part of the country. Uh, Hot Chilies at that time was based here on the central coast of California. And I really wanted to come back to the San Luis Obispo area. And I happened to get the job at, at, at Hot Chilies and, and the, the parent company that owned them at that time. I worked with Hot Chilies in a variety of different roles operationally and sales-wise until about 92, actually 95, I take that back, 95, when uh, I worked with uh, another gentleman to start a sales agency uh, that represented brands in California, Arizona, Nevada. One of those was Hot Chilies. And uh, we worked as a sales agency repping Hot Chilies until 2006 when Hot Chilies enticed me to come back in-house as the head of sales. And I've been with uh, them in that role ever since then. So I've got a long storied career around uh, selling Hot Chilies and selling Base Slayer for sure. And also being part of the expansion of the company. Can you talk very quickly about Snow Angel and Polar Max? And then we can get into the hot chilies. Yeah, yeah. So the parent company is called Performance Apparel. And the three brands that are owned under that are Hot Chilies, uh, Snow Angel, and the most recent addition is Polar Max. Snow Angel is a women-specific base layer, mid-layer accessory brand designed by women for women kind of more of a niche uh, resort type of uh, uh, clientele. Polar Max had been a made in the USA brand that was owned by a sister company, and they were challenged to compete at the opening price point and be made in the USA. So the decision was made a couple of years ago to fold them in under the performance apparel umbrella, tap into all of our offshore production resources, and redevelop the line into a true opening price point to be competitive uh, in that category. So the three brands are are now the the full suite under performance apparel. You make it sound so easy, but I know there was a lot of (laughs) heavy lifting and creativity. So that's awesome. And I just want to say, we're going to have a really fun conversation today, just because Steve and I are friends and we have a great history together. And many of you know, (laughs) listening, I'm sure know Steve. And Hot Chilies is just such an iconic brand. I mean, let's let's be honest. 
Steve and I are not the youngest people in the room anymore. Um, but we are excited and proud that like a lot of the customers of Hot Chilies today grew up in the product and now they're buying it for their own families. And it's just available in just the right spots. Like you really have done a great job with keeping distribution tight and clean. And we are going to talk a lot about how you've kept your channels clean during a super difficult time. But I just wanted to first and foremost point out like the product positioning around Hot Chilies has always remained true to that fun tenant. And many people listening probably have had a drink or five at different trade shows and different events that Hot Chilies has sponsored. It truly is like the, an ethos to the brand, all of the people there. It's really been such a point of consistency. So I just wanted to point out, you know, by saying as a person who's been in charge of sales and marketing for a very long time, you've done a great job with that. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we grew up as a brand in specialty retail. You know, we've always embraced uh, the specialty retailer for their ability to educate consumers about products, ours included. Having our our sales reps, you know, work directly with the retail staff to understand the base layer category and our products and their position within it. And we we very much believe that if we do our job and we make a good quality product that performs well and is comfortable then everybody can focus on what we think is most important and that's having fun, you know, whether that's in the outdoors or even just working for the brand itself. Uh, like you mentioned at trade shows, we're, we're, uh, we're known for having put on quite a few uh, fiestas <laughs> with mariachi bands yes. and, beers and, tequila and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the odd pinata hanging around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. You know, we get to have that fun memory, many memories together. But really like the thread also is like, there's a simplicity to hot chilies, but there's also the way that you have engineered the product. You've always been at the forefront with materials and fabrics and fibers. I think long before other people were looking to source innovation like that. And then again, like you said, you put it on, you don't even remember you're having it. So you can go out and like do what you wanted to do that day, what you've been looking forward to all week, frankly. Yeah. So I just feel again, like you keep innovating I'm going to put some links in the show notes around, you know, some different things you can click around and look at. But this is a brand that is, I think, iconic in many ways. But for us in the business to business side of this, which is our audience here at Channel Mastery, you've done a lot of things right. And I think a lot of that comes down to the simplicity and putting relationships first as well. And you just started to talk about that a little bit. But I want to go deeper because let's face it, like Captain Obvious comment. Winter, like last year, 2021 to 2022, was an enormous winter from a business standpoint. And here we are yeah. at the precipice of 2022, 23, and everybody's sort of like, wow, a lot's changed. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of get your take on, number one, what was that like for you as, as such an experienced leader in winter sports to go through a winter like that last year? And then let's talk about where we are today, because I think you have so much to share on MAP, on Amazon, on how you've been so selective with your distribution and how okay. you're keeping it clean. Yeah, during during the lockdown that, that was COVID in um, the the year prior to the to twenty two's winter or twenty one's winter, everybody took a blow because people were locked down. They weren't going out. They weren't buying things. They weren't they weren't doing anything. And I think last season was explosive in terms of consumers wanting to go out. Like they'd been locked down for too long. They were going to go. You know, it was like. Nobody's stopping me. I'm going. From hell or high water. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and what that created at retail was explosive sales. 
And, you know, Hot Chili's has a lot of product that is what we consider our core product that we never want to be out of stock on. We like to be a reliable resource for, you know, our basic black base layers that sell really well. And so we've always taken a position of, hey, here's everything we can imagine selling. Now let's go build more. So we would build 20, 25, 30% more on top of what in our wildest imaginations we thought we were going to sell. And last year was one of those few years where that even wasn't enough. And, you know, we actually ended up selling out of some of these really great products that, you know, people count on. And I had people that were like, well, do you have it in any color? Well, yeah, I got it in navy blue without a box. I'll take it. You know, I mean, it was just like feverish just to get product into the stores so that they could take advantage of this huge consumer demand. And fast forward to this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it so, really feels like we're on a different planet. Yeah. I, you know, and there's a lot of uh, curiosity about what is this winter going to be like? You know, I look a little bit in the rearview mirror at what I hear about spring, summer, and how maybe it wasn't uh, as, you know, explosive as the winter was. It was a little soft. Maybe there's inventory out there. People are sitting on product. You know, the the economic situation of, uh, you know, recession uh, filling everybody's ears. But the thing that we recognize is the sales at retail towards the end of last winter left shelves bare. And so although these retailers might be sitting on some spring summer product, they don't have much, if any, carryover from winter. And so people are going to come, they're going to need product. And, you know, we expect that they're going to have to find a way to get that product into those retail stores. And we did not ease up on our planning. We were every bit as aggressive, even more so going into this season in terms of having inventory uh, available for what we hope will be a very, you know, explosive season again. And I think that that, that's such an interesting way to look at it because we're all reading and learning and talking to each other so we can get a sense of what is going on out there. And we're seeing just, I mean, we've managed inventory gluts before in these spaces. Having that go on with all of the other headwinds is, I think, the big challenge. And then also just how um, some of the larger retailers uh, have been caught on the back foot in a big way. And so um, let's face it, like the first thing, I've been talking about this on a number of shows with different experts this fall, people go to promotion. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons I was so excited to have you on the show, because Hot Chili's is really, really clear about not breaking maps and not having any discounting and everybody truly is treated the same within your distribution. And I wanted to kind of have you talk with us about like, how does that strategy, like as you're looking at that as a, as part of a core value and an ethos of the company, Mm -hmm. are you concerned about that going into this winter, knowing that there will be a lot of people doing a lot of heavy promotions and probably breaking map? Like you're truly going to be, I think, in a league of your own, if you're able to pull this off. So I'd love to have you share your, your, just your thoughts on that and your strategy, anything you see that could be a challenge to that and just how you're going to guide the team through the winter in that way. I think one of the, the, the very strong and somewhat unique things about hot chilies is that we have a select group of products that make up the strongest portion of our sales. Okay. And it's black base layer. All right. It doesn't age, it doesn't spoil, it doesn't go out of style. So one of the messages that we like to to send to our brick and mortar and our online sellers is, 
hey, the majority of what you're carrying, the majority of what you've invested in isn't going to go out of style. There's no reason, therefore, to discount it. You're just giving away dollars that are going to be there when, when the weather turns cold and when the demand is there. So that's kind of an overriding message that applies to a lot of our product that makes up you know, the majority of the sales. So it's not you know, fashion colors and jackets or different art that you know, is going to change from one season to the next. So there's a protective nature to the product and the brand in that way. Secondly, you know, we, we look at online sales as if all of those online sellers are side by side on Main Street. And we don't want anyone selling at a different price than the other because that's just not fair. So we do have a, a map policy that requires people uh, to you know, sign if they're going to sell online that says basically, hey, it's SRP minus a nickel online. And that's map. And we don't break map during Black Friday and Cyber Monday or any other holidays. You know, we'll allow for them to offer free shipping. But beyond that, the price is the price. And everybody needs to adhere to that. And that, of course, creates a very fair and uh, hopefully uh, successful online, you know, real estate for everybody to be able to sell our products online and, and, you know, promote it through their own service or their own variety of product and, and try to cultivate customers to come to them because of things that they can do beyond just price. So Lifetime Sea Otter Classic Summit 2023 is joining Verde Brand Communications as our sponsor for this new year. The goal is to deliver the solutions and best-in-class resources presented to executives in the outdoor recreation industries at the summit to you every week on the Channel Mastery Podcast. And we couldn't be more excited to exceed your expectations on that goal every week. So at the summit earlier this year in April 2022, Right before the Seattle Classic, we gathered over 200 executive leaders from the outdoor, bike, endurance, and vehicle-supported adventure markets for two days of business intelligence, specialty market resourcing, and peer networking. It was awesome because it happened right before the Seattle Classic, which literally had about 80,000 consumers there. And guess how many people camped at the Seattle for multiple nights? Almost 7,000. Okay, this is a, a very special consumer event. And to have this right before it is huge. We're going to share all the details on the 2023 summit in a very uh, near-term episode here. And watch, uh, we'll be announcing things from a marketing standpoint. But I just wanted to make sure and thank Lifetime and Verde Brand Communications. Thank you so much. It feels to me like you're showing the retailer it's possible. <laughs> yeah, you know, retailers are also saddled with uh, a lot of things that are like rearview mirror. It's like just like an anvil sitting on their head, right? And yeah. so, I'm sure your team is trying to get retailers to be excited about the change of the season and to kind of go into this. Hey, you know, your your headache, your anvil that's sitting on your head is is literally about spring summer product that probably got shipped in late, and here we are. Let, let's turn a new page here. And I feel like that's a message that needs to get out there. It's another reason I was so excited to have you on. It's like, just because we have this influx, like a huge influx of inventory that was shipped in later than it should have been, doesn't mean like all of the other seasons are, are screwed, right? Let's just right. call it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like um, the more that we're reporting about uh, inventory glut and and promotion and the more re uh, consumers are getting used to seeing everything on sale, right? So mm -hmm. the, the crux of it is, Steve, the promotions are happening 
at a time when we are going into the winter sports season and the holidays are right there. So like they're trying to use it as a way to get rid of and balance inventory. Yeah. Like, can you give us advice on how we might be able to like set the fact that we're trying to write our inventory, but we have this brand new season to kind of hit refresh in the consumer's mind? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's an interesting perspective coming from a winter sports specific side, right? Weather and demand fix everything. Okay. And, you know, on the demand side, one of the things that that I, I watch and listen to carefully as I talk to a lot of our resort partners is that, you know, bookings are up for people coming back into the United States from overseas. Okay. So a little bit of an easing of the, the effects of the pandemic all of a sudden, you know, people from Europe and from uh, the Southern Hemisphere are booking travel into the resort areas in increased numbers than what they've seen over the last couple of years. And then, like I said before, you know, the lack of inventory kind of means, hey, they're going to be looking for stuff. So you're going to have to have it. I understand your woes over spring, summer and your need to get rid of that. But now you're coming into a time where there's going to be demand. And when there's demand, then you don't have to cut price, right? And then, of course, weather is always my X factor. You know, when I talk to upper management and they say, what's going to happen? They say, well, you know, is it going to snow? Because if it snows, we're going to have a banner year. And if it doesn't, then, well, it's going to be a different story. So I watch uh, very closely every morning to see what's happening out there. And my hope, of course, as it always is, is that we're going to have another banner winter and that we're going to have all that demand. And that's going to wash away a lot of those uh, sort of pessimistic feelings that are out there and that need to promote. What is the saying, Steve, when it snows, we all look like geniuses? Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Although this man, I will tell you, is still a genius, even when we have a dry winter. Seriously. <laughs> well, we, we all have to find ways to be successful, even in the worst of times, you know? Absolutely. That's... But I, I love this. This is, it, it, it's a really important time. And we were recording this show close to the end of October. We're like literally on the cusp of this new season hitting and I feel like also, you know, you've come through COVID and, and I feel like your brand and your product are so well positioned going into this. So setting aside what you just discussed in terms of like what you're, you know, going to see on some levels and hoping to see on some levels, I think your brand is at a point now where it's literally in the best fighting shape it's ever been in. Tell us how you kind of shepherded it through COVID. Yeah, it was it was interesting because the, the the timing of one thing we did in COVID were not planned, but uh, I think that they, uh, in a weird way, worked well together. We did a brand refresh. We updated our logos. We updated our packaging. We encountered some challenges with the actual, you know, packaging itself and supply chain issues and all that sort of thing. But we brought a very fresh look to the brand. Okay. The packaging is a big part of our marketing. You know, when people walk into stores, you can't miss the Hot Chili's logo and its bright yellow, orange, green, blue, red packaging. So it was time for us to do a refresh. And I think that happened at a very wise time because as retailers were looking at what they're going to do now that COVID has hit, they looked towards the heritage, strong, established brands. And Hot Chili's is definitely one of those. So yeah, COVID was a struggle. But as we went through it, we had a lot of our retail partners come back to us and say, you know what, I'm circling my wagons around you guys. You've always been there for me. You know, everybody has hiccups, but for the majority of the history of this brand, you know, we haven't missed deliveries. We haven't had quality issues. We've been able to, to deliver when people needed stuff. And so I think that 
you know, the combination of a fresh look to the brand, uh, along with the fact that, uh, you know, people said, hey, you guys have been around since 1985 and you're still strong. It brought us a lot more uh, business and just helped to strengthen the relationships that were already there. I love hearing that. And I know that you've also, you know, you've grown even beyond those longstanding relationships, but that just, it feels good to hear that. And I know that, you know, people, when there is uncertainty, that is exactly what they do. They go back to what they know and trust. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, something that we worked a lot with our clients on during COVID was like helping them communicate and, and keep that trust alive. And a big part of that is the humanization. And let's, let's look at the fact that, you know, you bring, I think, a very trusted presence there. And the team at Hot Chili's, I think, and the relationships are really, really supplant that. So while it may sound super obvious to the people listening, everybody listening has components of their brand and team that they could position in this way, I think. And if, mm-hmm. if you don't, like if you're a startup, et cetera, or maybe like you've really been more D to C, there still are interesting stories you can tell around your founding, et cetera, like to build that trust and to build that relationship with the buyer, frankly. And just on that quick note, obviously, yes, it's really, really auspicious timing that <laughs> you did that rebrand. How, mm-hmm. how did you manage your... Um, your buy sell cycle during COVID, and have you kind of kept a hybrid approach, or did you, you know, put the sales reps back in motion more in person, knowing that relationships are so foundational? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly during COVID, every a lot of things were virtual, but uh, I, I was very impressed and pleased to see how sales reps and retailers worked together through that time to find alternatives to the traditional shows, whether those were regional shows or national shows. You know, I saw a lot of sales reps, you know, build out showrooms where they were allowed, you know, allowing for distance between them and the retailer so that things could be done in a safe environment. I saw a lot of reps get creative working with other reps to say, hey, let's do a hotel show and let's do it in, in a way that can be respectful of, of distancing and, and, and safety. Subsequent to COVID, you know, I think even more so those relationships that our independent sales reps have with the retailers becomes even more important and even stronger, you know, as, as uh, we saw through COVID and them kind of, you know, wanting to, to, to circle their wagons around brands like Hot Chili's. Now, you know, more than ever, they're like, okay, I put more eggs in your basket. Can you come through for me? And so communication has been key. We were not without struggles even this season in getting product in you know we will we will be at 100% here within the next couple of weeks uh we're probably at about 90 to 95% right now but uh you know we we we've been very open with the communication to all of our retail partners and telling them you know as far back as July and August what's going on when do we expect to have it and i think that that you know is in a weird way is something that came from from COVID was that we're all of a sudden a lot more ways to communicate, a lot more ways for people to, you know, be visual and 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 uh, talk to one another in ways that might not have gotten pushed forward had there not been, you know, the, the, the pandemic. And in a lot of ways, that's helped with all of the communication uh, with, you know, our retail partners between us and also between our reps and them. You know, it's interesting as you're talking, it made me think about I mean, it goes back to the simplicity of fun and that's consumers. I mean, obviously I think there's fun built into working with your brand and the people, 
but you understand the consumer really doesn't want to faff around with like gear. They want to have fun, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're equipping the retailers to make it easy for them to get. And you and I know the consumer is changing faster than they ever have. Like going yeah. through COVID, that was the case. But I think that acceleration has not slowed down at all, especially as they're looking at different things that are going on geopolitically with our economy and also just everything they're being marketed in terms of like, you know, how do I trust this brand? I mean, it's a very mm -hmm. difficult environment for the consumer right now, but you're really making it easy and discoverable. And it's like, yes, you have the stability and the legacy, but you also have rebranded and you've introduced a sustainability focus and mm -hmm. you're doing things that your brand has permission to do, but you're not trying to be everything to everyone. You're still just really about furthering that core tenant of like, it's pretty simple. We just want to give these people what yeah. they need to go out and have fun. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about the sustainability focus because obviously being located where you are on the beautiful California central coast, that must be part of the core values of the company. And I, it showed up in your rebrand. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, little things with the packaging are probably, you know, the, the, some of the, the biggest things collectively that we changed. Um you know, we used to put product inside the packaging inside plastic bags because, you know, there were, you know, uh, ways that dust and dirt and stuff could get into the box. And we didn't want somebody to open, you know, the box and say, oh, it's a white garment. It's got dust and dirt all over it. You know, I got to make a return or exchange or that sort of thing. So we made changes with regards to how things were handled in the manufacturing process and the shipping process so that we could remove the plastic from inside all of the, the packaging and the product is still protected uh, at the front forefront. And we made changes in our own DC in terms of how clean uh, it's kept so that that was no longer an issue. So that was a big one. The packaging itself is all recyclable. So all of our boxes are made out of recyclable uh, paperboard and they're printed with soy inks. And then the iconic can, uh, you know, the very first product Hot Chili's ever shipped was packaged in a can. And, and the evolution of that, that product is, is still alive and well today. It's called Micro Lead Chamois. It ships in a can. But forever and ever, that can was made of a, you know, a cardboard cylinder with a tin lid and a tin base, which because they were connected to the paperboard in the way they were, it wasn't recyclable. So we did reinvent the can so that the, the cylinder and the base are all made out of recyclable paperboard and the lid is a recyclable aluminum that you know can be removed and recycled as well. So even the most iconic parts of the brand were, were looked at and, and sort of reinvented in a way that uh, while we were doing the rebranding and the graphic changes, we could also uh, add some more sustainability to things. I think that's awesome. And consumers are kicking the tires big time on that. So yeah. that's great to hear. And I, I wanted you to share that because it, it shows you can start from where, where you are to build improvement in. It's something that you aren't going to like, you know, it's always there. People can discover it, but you're not beating them over the head with it. Right. And I feel like that's a humble approach and you're going to keep doing improvements. And I feel like so many right. of our clients and just, you know, people within our markets feel like they have such a long road ahead of them that they don't even know, like, oh, should I even do anything? There's like so many things. And let's be honest, like at the end of, as we're getting into the last quarter of 2020, whatever year this is, 2022, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like the messaging is going nuts out there in terms of like, there's going to be certifications on circularity, on 
greenhouse gas. Like we've gone through this in the past, but it's going to be more ever present than it ever has been. And the the message in in this with with Steve that I'm trying to share is that start from where you are and do what yeah. makes sense, and then just keep improvement the biggest room in the house. I always love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm really again, I just was so excited to share what you're doing and and first of all, your your the the leadership and the different roles that you've had with this great brand. That's reason enough to share you, but the fact that you just like finished, you know, doubling your business between 2020 and 2021 and the projection that you have to continue plus 50% growth in 22 is remarkable. For a brand that has, you know, grown up with so many buyers, so many reps, and frankly, so many consumers out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a really excited. challenging. Yeah, it's very challenging to do. And I think you just do the right thing. You stay true to who you are. You're very humble and you just keep working that partnership. And I feel like those are such important things to talk about as feel things feel so haywire out there, right? Like there are yeah. some basics that you can nail and mm-hmm. shape and yep. create like stickiness around that are really going to elevate you to the right yep. people. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it's that that same mantra over and over again. It's find ways to, to to bring fun into your world, right? Whether that's your workaday life or or what you do outside of it. And, uh, you know, Hot Chili's is, has always wanted to play a role in that with everybody. And, and that's definitely what we're trying to do, even in these hardest of times, is give people the ability to go out and have fun. And I just want to say, because I was remiss to ask this, and it's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, but going back to this consumer centricity and simplicity, Amazon is mm-hmm. a big, like, that's something we have to touch on really mm-hmm. quickly. So to me, it's like, you're making the product available where the consumer wants it, whether that's at a resort partner or at their favorite specialty store where they go and stock up. But Amazon has become that. We cannot deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're controlling map on Amazon. That to me feels like a little bit of a superhero uh, effort. <laughs> um, can you shed a little bit of light on how you've been able to do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- we had our challenges. You know, when we when we first started, uh, our Amazon relationship was one P, where we were selling directly to them, and uh, we we learned in the first few years that that wasn't going to be a sustainable formula. But we also wanted to continue to be you know, available on Amazon and we recognize them for, for who they are. So we did a lot of work to clean it up. You know, we, we did a lot of work to identify who the unauthorized sellers were to, you know, work with them to, to, to get rid of that inventory, to get ownership of all the listings on Amazon so that we owned the brand registry and we owned the, the Amazon ASIN as it's called the photography, the, the product content. And we've worked for many years to, to get all of that clean. And then probably most importantly, we've been very strategic about partnering with third-party sellers on Amazon that going in, understand our map policies and our online seller agreement and are willing to sign those so that we can preserve you know, one price out there on the Amazon platform. It's not a one-and-done it's clean and, and and everybody, you know, rests on their laurels. We have a compliance team that is watching it daily as to what things are selling, not just on Amazon, but at every .com out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, you transition from one season to the next, the price of something changes. Sellers don't always catch that. So we're especially diligent as we go into a new season to say, hey, you know, that price went from 30 to 35. You need to make sure that you're within MAP. And, you know, we've been fortunate to partner with, 
you know, good people on that on that seller front that are respectful of it and react very quickly to, you know, our request to, to stay within those MAP guidelines. I think that's key to being a specialty brand and selling on a behemoth like Amazon. You know, it's not a roll of paper towels that can be bought for whatever price. You know, it's a it's a brand and it's a product that uh, we like to, you know, continue to protect our specialty retailers. We sell to some of the larger big box people, but they're respectful of those 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 pricing policies as well. And so, of course, that also has to translate into what people see online. I love that. It is possible, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, not easy, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is there anything I forgot to connect with you on today? It's been so great just having you on. No, I I, I think, uh, you know, we just got to look forward here to the next few months and hope for a lot of uh, good wintry weather and, and lots of opportunity for people to get out there and, and enjoy themselves. And, and uh, if hot chilies can be a part of that equation, then that makes us happy. It makes us happy too. And we love working with you. We've taken, you know, time off over the years, but as a founding client of the agency, I just want to thank you for your partnership over the years, but it is it sure has been fun to work with you most recently again too. Yeah, likewise, Kristen. And I just I'm, you know, we're ready to just, you know, be the megaphone as the snow starts to fly. So, thank awesome. you so much. It's awesome. been awesome having you back on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Kristen. If you liked this episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast, please help more business leaders find this resource by going to iTunes and leaving us a positive review and also sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Verde Brand Communications for being our presenting sponsor. Check us out at verdepr.com.